The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, this is Helen from Helen's Wines, and this is Wine Face, my podcast that is breaking down the ups and the downs and the ins and the outs and the 411 of wine, what's happening on the street, what's happening in the wine shop, in the vineyard. This is really exciting today because I have straight up my best friend here, which is so crazy and so wild. And I brought her into the studio and I was like, listen, this is a recording studio in my mind. And then I was like, girl, you need to shut up because she's been here. So Britt, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming. I was on like, wait, podcast. am I allowed to talk yet? Yeah. When t- what's my signal? When do I get to talk? Your signal is mousetrap. <laughs> <laughs> Britt, welcome to Wine Face. I'm so happy to be on Wine Face. I know. And we're here in this beautiful office. I gave Britt my seat that I usually sit in, but it's like, what do you see? I'm looking out over the hills of Los Angeles. (laughs) It's not quite twilight yet, but it's going blue and it's really very moving. It would be hard to be sitting on this side and be talking. It's so hard. The view is mesmeric. (laughs) I just had this thought that the look you have going on, because you're wearing red leather pants, a pink shirt, and with the headphones, you could straight up be a DJ. This is my, uh, actually my nighttime ambition. You don't know this, but I've been DJing at clubs all up and down the East and West Coast. All over yeah. this bitch. Yeah, girl. Okay, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Right. So let me, let me tell the people who you are. I was like, is Michelle giving you signals? She gave me a signal. What's funny about, so my producer just gave me a signal and I'm going to tell everyone because I have a point about this. She was like, introduce Brit. And so what's funny about it is I literally, up until we saw Rain, I was like, oh, was so cool. I'm going to have Britt on my podcast and she's my friend and it's amazing. And I always forget like the, that you're an actress and that other people know you. And Raina was like, I'm such a big fan of your show. And then like Michelle's like, girl, you need to introduce your guest. <laughs> but I guess the point is I'm not having you here for what you do. I'm having you here for who you are. But anyway, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And, and the context of your professional life. <laughs> yes, I can, tell personal. You, I can tell you this. My name is Britt Marling. I am a writer and actress and show creator, most recently working on this show called The OA, a long, a long narrative. Shout out to The OA. Going down on Netflix. And uh, today I am none of those things. Today I'm just bringing my really sophisticated wine palette to the table 
to taste some stuff. But you know, of course, that I'm actually not that sophisticated. I rely on Helen to tell me everything about wine. In fact, I was cooking dinner for Helen last weekend <laughs> and I was at Whole Foods trying to buy some salmon and I was trying to buy some wine to pair with the salmon, but I didn't know what was what. So I kept sending Helen photographs of all the bottles of wine at Whole Foods and she was like, you need to put those down, turn around and go home and not not be drinking those wines don't with salmon. Don't buy wine at the supermarket. First rule of Helen's wine club, don't buy wine from the supermarket. It was actually really funny because it's not like the worst wine in the world, but my favorite was like she sent me a photo of flower Chardonnay, which like 48-year-old women love <laughs> in a certain demographic. And I was like, wait, what is going on? Brit's like assumed a Martha Stewart personality where she's like, mm, I'm going to buy salmon. I'm going to cook the salmon and then I'm going to buy some Chardonnay. Well, well, and also let's say what you really said to me, which was... Uh, are you using this wine for drinking or for cooking? As in like, please tell me you're just using it for cooking and not having me over to drink this wine. I didn't say it, but the subtle messaging was like, I will not drink it. But this is why I love listening to your podcast so much. And also why I like being in wine club is because I don't know that much about wine. And whenever two bottles of wine come to my door from Helen's, I know that they're good. I know they're organic. I know I'm going to be introduced to something new that I'm going to like and can share with people because I just don't know that much about it. Oh, so yeah. All you're my in knowledge, wine club. You're yeah. one of my original wine club members. I'm like an original, original, original wine but At everyone else should join the for club. For your original members, Helen, I yeah. think you should make jackets. <laughs> if you, <laughs> the first 12 members of wine club should get a special jacket. They should get jackets. I'm going to wear like sateen. Yeah. And pink. like pink. Okay. With white embroidery. Okay. That's like original. I just don't know fashion. I should talk to Megan. Okay. Megan Gray. Boring. Yeah. Megan Gray. Shout yeah. out stylist. Shout, shout out to Megan Gray. We Megan should get Gray. her on. Yeah. I'm going to get her on the horn. Yeah. Or the text. The what do you think is the best way? One of the questions I have for you in, in this day and age, how, how do you reach out to people? Whether you know them or you don't know, what's your first instinct? Mm. Instagram direct message, texting, calling, mm. telepathy. Uh, sometimes telepathy. Writing no, no. a letter. <laughs> Knocking I, on their door. Do, do you ever cold call anybody anymore? Not cold mm. call, but you know, just like show up somewhere. Because people do that to me a lot. It's weird. They show up at the shop and they're like, I they're like, I'd hi, find you here. I'm going to start cold knocking on your door. <laughs> I'm just show up at your house and be like, you asked for this. I, I did that to my sister the other day. It was her birthday. And I, uh, without any other kind of communication, just showed up at her house with flowers. And I don't know that she loved that. <laughs> I think people, I think people are very much in their zone these days and they kind of don't necessarily want it to be broken, which is a weird thing. Like when someone knocks on the door, we think it's an intruder. Yeah. Or like someone trying to sell us something. Or you a know, Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness. I get a lot of those in Echo I don't Park. I get Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. What a weird weird religion yeah sidebar they have sidebar. their own textbooks they a lot do. of religions do communication's weird but, i mean yeah but the instagram thing is interesting because someone was telling me that now the new thing is you don't even give your cell phone number or your email because it's so formal the new thing is to just be like this is my instagram handle to just grab someone's phone open their instagram put your handle in it and then the person can sort of decide how they feel about you Based like on the friends, images, business and dating. I think people are doing it for all of it, dating especially, but also for friends. Like you just meet somebody out and about, you like follow their 
Instagram handle, you get to know them better. And then you start DMing each other. And then you can like go have a cup of coffee or go meet at an art opening or I think that's the new way. That's insane. So I did it the other day because I don't have the other the person I needed to contact. I didn't have their info. Mm -hmm. So I direct messaged them and then I needed them to put me in touch with someone else. And I thought they would, I give them my email and then they actually put that person on a direct message in Instagram with me. And then I didn't even know you could do that. And then the person wrote back and was like starting a conversation with the other person in direct message. And I was like, what's your email? Like I'll message you tomorrow. It felt so strange. The boundaries of like formality. It's almost like everything's more private and more open all at the same time. It's weird. Yeah. It's so weird. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about how the strange thing is that with social media, we're sort of now mining our lives is the gold. Like we mine our personal lives, we photograph it, we, th- we put it all online. And like, that is the new gold rush. Only like we're mining our experiences. We're mining our experiences. And yeah. for people who don't have any, they're creating them. Yeah. Do you know what someone said to me? Wait, and I'll pull her the first wine and I'll tell yeah, you yeah, about nice. it. Do you know what someone said to me? Uh, yesterday she was throwing a bachelorette party and she was telling me how much her bachelorette party sucked. And then she was like, oh, but you know, there's so much pressure these days on a bachelorette party. And I was like, really? Why? And she was like, because of Instagram and everyone wants it to look a certain way. And I was like, but then you're not present in the moment. They were also going to do a class on how to give a lap dance as part of the bachelorette party. Whoa. I know. I was like, Okay. Yeah, no, it, I think that there's a certain conformity that happens also. Like you see everywhere all over the world, certain trends like happen. Like you could be in Tokyo or in Berlin or New York and a certain kind of fashion is mm. happening everywhere because everyone's just finding that thread online. It's a very strange. Wait, but it's happening in wine it. too. Really? Yeah, it's so crazy. So it's like because of Instagram certain people who are influential in the wine world, like will talk about a wine or post a wine and it moves like wildfire, wildfire. And to me, wine, something that's so cool about it is it's like antiquated, right? Right. It's analog. Right, right. You can't like, you can digitize it, Uh, but then you make like a shitty product. Like uh, the way to make the best one is you don't fuck with the recipe from a hundred years ago, right? Oh, this makes so much sense. But then ironically, it's like some of these most amazing coveted wines are just like, whoosh, they're gone. And, and, then, and, like, then and then people have this urgency to drink them. And like, then there's you can't no chill. make more bottles of that no. because it's an analog process. So it's like once those, I don't know, hundred bottles are gone, there are no more. That there's can be no up. more. Yeah. And then it, I, oh, it's always a double-edged sword as a retailer because it's like, okay, I have to put the wine on the shelf. Right. But like encourage people to save it and not drink it for some wines. Mm. Other ones, it's like just drink it. But it's such a weird... Save it to drink it later as it's matured more. Exactly. Right, right. But the ironic aspect, before we started recording, we were talking about like the volume of things now. And it's all kind of interconnected, right? Totally. So like for so many of the wines that I buy, there's very little volume. There's only so much. But then like the noise around the wine... Or like the fanfare or the competitiveness. That's what really freaks me out is the competitive like of different sommeliers and like, I have this wine. Did you get it? Like we're doing a tasting with this is like ever increasing. 
That's so intense. But you must know what it's like a little bit. I was just thinking as you were telling me this story, I was thinking about how when we were doing research for writing part two of the OA, which is set in San Francisco, we were spending a lot of time with people in tech. And one of the things I noticed in many of their houses is that a lot of them have designated spaces and some of them even safes or lock boxes where they and their kids, when they get in the house are lock up their smartphones and then like go about their family life because so many of them are realizing that the way that spending all your time online and on the phone and all the competing voices, the volume of inquiry, the volume of emails, the volume of texts, like is actually sort of fracturing the way we think about and perceive things like, and so literally some of the people that are in the sort of upper echelons of the tech world are like locking the devices away as if it's like a drug. Cause it is. Cause it is. Yeah. And, and so that their kids can like have an experience of their minds developing without that influence. And when I hear that, and I hear you talking about the bottle of wine and the long process it takes to make something great, it's like, yeah, can we, how do we get back into the space where you could just like open a really good bottle of wine and savor it and like take your time and be analog for a moment again and like forget about your phone and forget about the 50 emails you have outstanding and just like maybe it's a choice yeah be present enough to taste it actually you know in researching the OA or in your life because you've had like a really interesting life <laughs> listen Brett <laughs> I've only known you for like six years but I mean you've done so many different things I have a few questions about we'll get to that yeah. <laughs> but what was like the craziest tech infected thing you saw or like in doing research like did you and Zal by the way is Brit's writing partner and the director of the OA co-creator who's awesome but you write most of it and he workshops with you or do you guys write together we write together we the first thing we wrote together uh a couple years ago I guess like 2011 or something was sound of my voice Mm. and then we wrote the east together and then the OA and so we've had a very long process of figuring out how to be creative partners to each other and how to encourage each other and how to open one another up rather than like shut each other down, which is a dance you have to kind of learn to. So hard to find. So hard to find because your first idea is never the best idea. But if you shut someone down at the first idea, they'll never get to their third or fourth idea, which may be amazing. So um, but yeah, he's an incredible partner and we've had a really amazing time working together but wait we were talking about oh the freakiest tech the freakiest tech tech freak out because like I I feel like I could close my eyes and imagine but is it like way darker or weirder or like you the OA is like so creative and majestic and then foreshadowing like what are the things you and Zal see yeah that maybe you're not really trying to show people but like infest into the work in a way that's important. I think we came back from that San Francisco experience and felt you just feel a little like a low grade anxiety about tech and how quickly it's changing the world and how it feels like it is foregrounded the tech and like philosophy or thought about how it's changing us is in the background mm. and I think in making part two, we were trying to think of like, how can we foreground the conversation more? Like, how do you, without condemning any of it, because I mean, I use my smartphone just as much as the next person. I just, I'm becoming aware that it's changed even my ability to imagine 
or focus when writing. Like in 2011, when we were writing Sound of My Voice, I could sit down for like four hours unbroken and just be like writing the screenplay. And now I find that it's harder to maintain that level of concentration for that duration, which is weird. And then you get into the whole gaming thing. I mean, that was one of the things we saw there that was really intense is like the, um, this like these immersive worlds and the and tech, people are really in it. They're really in it. And it's so good. I mean, we went they into make a money. space a lot. I mean, the, the gaming industry makes so much more than Hollywood makes it's making crazy. movies. It's like, um, but they, we went into this one space where they, you put this, like, you know, these sort of goggles on and you are immersed in this other reality. And as you're turning and spinning around or crouching and standing, you feel so completely in this world and one of these spaces I was in, there was like a, it was an office space in the virtual reality and there was like a desk and I went to like put my hand on the no. desk, but it was virtual. But even though it was virtual and nothing was there, the moment my hand would have like passed no. through it, it triggers the brain to think that your hand is passing through the desk. It's like, I don't know how to explain it, but the feeling you get is like, man, we don't fully know what we're doing to our brains yet, like what it means to be interacting with these elements in this way. It's like, I think it makes people terrible. Yeah. Maybe or better. Yeah. Well, how has it changed how you, I mean, in the wine world, in this space, like how does technology change wine making now? Like, I think like a lot of the wines, I mean, it increases the capability of small production wine to get to larger areas. Mm. So I think there's that, but I think it's more just like genetic farming. If you're talking about like wine making on a larger scale, but I don't think like the tech, it's such farming mentality that Mm. like there isn't the tech advances are in science having to do with like vine health and experimentation and like understanding chemistry and things like that, which I guess technology helps with or could help with or understanding or diagnosis or fighting diseases and not using harsh chemicals. But that shit freaks me out. I had this experience a little while ago where we were doing a wine bar for, for this cool thing. And it was really crazy because half the people were like, awesome and like really cool and then like half the people had this like insane level of impatience Mm. and there was like no reason to be impatient because it was not like it was taking a long time but it was just like this this like I don't know that's the thing that freaks me out it does with myself too I'm always like no you're so right and I think that that's that is what the thing that's changing in the brain it's like the phone is this like constant dopamine drop, you know, every time you're swiping a new story in Instagram, you know, you're like seeing something and it's giving like a new pop, a new rush. And you're right. It's so instantaneous, all of it, that then when you're out in, this is an expression I learned in our San Francisco studies, IRL in real life, you know, and then you're like, oh my God, I didn't know. I didn't know in real life needed an acronym, you know, but I guess it does now because so much of life is not in real life. Different ways that people use that because it's like I've seen people use it as like no in real life yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. IRL I'm not joking or like or like this game that starts as a game in virtual in a virtual space does at some point go IRL and then the game is like existing in the real world around you in the analog world 
I'm going to miss the analog world because it feels like it's this thing that's slipping and I am always trying to grab it. Like I still write longhand on paper a lot. Wow. Just because I'm staring at a screen for so long. Yeah. Maybe we should just get some lock boxes for our phone. Maybe I've been trying to do it when I get home. I've been trying to like not look at the phone. Yeah. It's a weird immediate thing where you could be like, I'll pick it up and just be like, okay, what new email? What What new news? Like, especially in the morning or like if you're bored or you're not stimulated or. You all know that I am all about subscriptions. I love that curation life. Well, I have this amazing company for you to try. It's called Care Of. And Care Of is a subscription service that makes getting the right vitamins, protein powders, all that good stuff that your body is just craving, but it's personalized just for you. Just like if you join my wine club, Helen'sWines.com, you join the club, I send you the dope shit you want. Care Of has your back just like that. And it's so easy. You go online, you fill out this like super simple quiz and you got to specify you know what are you looking for are you looking for energy do you want better sleep are you having issues with stress their goal is to just help you feel the healthiest and what they're going to give you back in five minutes which is actually bananagrams is a scientifically backed recommendation for vitamins protein powders and more it can be really hard. I, I feel this way. Like I'll roll into Erwan. I don't know what vitamins to get. I don't know what things to trust. It It's so much easier when I roll up to my front door and there's my personalized package of care of vitamins that are specifically for my needs, my body, the things that are important. And new to care of that I'm so excited about are protein powders. They have clean labels and they're made from organic ingredients like cocoa and Himalayan pink sea salt and whey that's made from grass-fed free-range cows from Ireland. It also can be vegan or vegetarian. This shit doesn't get better than that. And best of all, you can track your progress on the Care Of app. Listen, you need to go and get with this. So for 30% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code WINEFACE30. Again, 30% off your first Care Of order. You got to go to TakeCareOf.com and then you enter this promo code WINEFACE30. It's the best. Uh, enjoy. I know I have. Let's stimulate. We'll taste this first wine. I'm like, wow, everyone's going to be super depressed about, except then we need all these things, right? We can lock them up. Let's need versus wine. Yeah. Okay. So this is a rosé. It's called Atable by Fabien Juves. It's a Vendée France, but it's made in Southwestern France in an area called Cahors. It smells like insane, like uh, fruit roll up. It smells really a lot. It smells like like a fiesta. It's a fiesta, but not an R. Kelly fiesta. No. A fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> Just original fiesta. The OG? You mean the, and like the Spanish word for party? Yeah. It just, it's, it smells like a good time. <laughs> what, what scenario would you imagine yourself drinking this wine? So it's like dark pink. It's almost like, it's almost like cherry colored, but it's a rosé, I promise. I feel like springtime outside twilight 
good music is playing and like people are two drinks in and now they're starting to dance. Like the early adopters are dancing Mm. and soon it will spread. You know what's so terrifying about Instagram and social media? So it tastes so different. Isn't it so good? And how it smells, yeah. We should Instagram it. It's very good. <laughs> Just kidding. I you swallowed mine. Joke. Did you swallow your I did not, but I'm driving. But I'll swallow this sip. Let me see. It's really good. It's like got structure. It changes when you swallow it. And it's not super cold. It has structure, like tannin structure. It's a little dry. What does tannin mean? So tannins are like basically like a bunch of little chemical compounds that exist in the skins of grapes. Mm. And it's what gives color, texture, and style to a wine. So it depends on like how that structure is in the skin of the grape to how like tannic a wine will be. And you could measure tannicity like tea leaves have tannicity. So if you like oversteep your black tea. That's tannin. That's tannin. Right. It's like a cat licking your tongue with their cat tongue. (laughs) Wait. Wait. A cat licking your tongue with their cat tongue. Yeah. Is what tannin feels like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's subtle texture. Has a cat ever licked your tongue? No, but like think about it. But you can imagine. I mean, cat tongues are crazy. They are crazy. Dog tongues are not like that. Cat tongues are really bumpy in the middle and then like really slimy, slippery on the side. I feel like dogs are so much more like humans. Anyway, this is the Fabian Juve. So we're in spring. This wine actually matches your outfit perfectly. Britt's wearing red and pink. I was hoping that you you brought it for this very reason. <laughs> for the photo op for that's the fashion? not happening. <laughs> okay, I have a question that this only this wine can open up. I Until recently, I did not know this, that you worked on the True Life oh series. I, maybe you don't want to talk about this. You're going deep into the past. No, However, I'm happy to talk about it. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna open this Tears of Vulcan. I only have one question. Are you opening up Tears of Vulcan because you know this is gonna make me cry? Yeah. <laughs> she hates her true life, but a it's always funny when someone's super close to you, like you didn't know something about them, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, what? You worked on True Life, but can I ask you one question? You can about ask it? me any questions about. What was the most horrifying thing you saw? Ooh. What was the weirdest thing? Oh, I can tell you. Yeah, because I always want the dirt. The, the funny thing is, is doing True Life was actually really amazing because... But it, you, were, you were the camera operator. Camera operator. And it was still at the time, it was more in the space of documentary than it was in the space of reality TV. It was like just at that weird fusion inflection point. That sounded Tears good, didn't it? Yeah. So it's on MTV. It, it was, was on, on MTV. It was on MTV. And it was like True Life, I'm a cheerleader, True Life you know, this, that, or the other. I worked on True Life, I'm polyamorous, or True Life, um, I regret my plastic surgery. That's crazy. And that was an intense one because, uh, actually, I was with Saul on this. Our friend Mike Cahill, um, who's an amazing filmmaker, was a segment producer at the time, and he hired Zal and I to go cover, you know, a, a character or a story inside this. And we went to Vegas, and, man, it was really intense to see how many women there were just struggling with body issues and how hard it is. Women have so much, we have so much directed at us to appeal or to assume a certain form. Um, Anyway, we met this young woman who regretted her surgery and was going to get another one. And we went with her at some point to a male strip show in Vegas. What? 
And it was so Was it like Magic Mike? It was, I've never seen Magic Mike. (laughs) (laughs) But I can imagine. I think the thing that was so intense about it is at first I thought, whoa, this is so interesting. These men are on stage taking off their clothes, dancing in this way that you would think would make them the object of being looked at, which is often the place women are in, you know, the gaze is at us and we have to perform. And then you're seeing men in this situation. So they're like, whoa. But then some of the male dancers would get into the audience and like get on the chairs of, of women there, like women in their forties, you know, come with like a group of, you know, friends and like get on their laps and be like thrusting into their faces in these ways that were so aggressive that you like, were just like, like Whoa. if I was hooking up with a guy, that probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> yes. I mean, just- I feel like male like lap dancers and strippers need to like actually like instead of emulating a woman doing it, they're like need to get, I don't know, like move a lot slower. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Wait, why slower? <laughs> I love slower. I don't know. I feel like sometimes in sexy times for, between a man and a woman, women want to go a little bit slower right, right, and right. men want to be like, yeah, <laughs> we're going deep today on, um, on wine face. Well, Tears of Vulcan. So Brienne Day makes this wine. It's an orange wine. And, and there's a uh, there's a dude that looks like Poseidon. With like a but, hammer. But like scary Poseidon. Scary Poseidon. I guess she put this guy on the label because there's so many sexualized wine labels of naked women. Oh, interesting. And then there's a volcano. Ooh, what do you think about volcanoes? I've been thinking about volcanoes a lot and how cool they are and how much energy I think come from volcanoes. But do you ever think this about why volcanoes? I love your brain. <laughs> Literally, this is why... This is why I love your brain so much, because sometimes you're just like, I've been thinking about volcanoes. (laughs) I just have volcanoes in the brain. I haven't been thinking about them, but now I'm thinking I should be thinking about them. It's a reason to go to Sicily. And I realized I picked the island in Hawaii that has a volcano, which is so weird. You're drawn to the volcano. What's the island in Hawaii? that has The big island. The big island. Has a volcano. Is it due to... I don't think so. Erupted. I think we're safe. Okay. But like, have you ever been on a volcano that's still active? Like when I went to Sicily last year and you're like up by Mount Etna, there's like these like, it's like green and, and then like normal houses oh, yeah. and then like black tears oh, that are like so molten intense. hardness. It's so, you can't control it. It makes me think like smartphones stand no chance. Against the volcano. Against the volcano. That's so meaningful, actually, that smartphones don't stand a chance against the volcano because like that gets into some climate change stuff right there. You know, we always think we can invent our way around it with technology, but I don't know. The volcano, Mother Nature is pretty powerful. Do you ever think that there's someone you out there or someone we might meet who could like really tell us what's going on? Yeah, can you Whether have them on the like, show? Well, yeah, <laughs> and we can and we can just figure out what's going on. Like sometimes yeah. I'm like, I wish someone could just like really just tell me like what's happening with politics. Like I know what's happening, but like what's really happening, <laughs> and like what's really going on in China? Yeah, and like <laughs> what's really going on with those volcanoes? Yeah, like what's yeah. happening with the climate? Like just don't sugarcoat it. 
Because even the word like climate change or global warming is, or I think climate change is the PR version, Mm -hmm. right, of global warming. I don't even, I don't even know. Well, it's going to be tough for winemakers. Okay, so cheers to that. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Smartphones and the volcano. Okay, so this is made from Viognier. It's the color of gold. It's a skin contact. It's orange wine made from the Viognier grape, which is a white wine grape made in Oregon. It smells really good. Mm-hmm. Like flowers, a little wax. Something citrusy though, right? Yeah. I love me like trying to do this. Candied orange. Yeah, that's what made me. Yeah, that's really pretty. Whoa, I like that. Isn't that good? This is not what I thought Tears of the Vulcan would taste like. <laughs> Isn't it so feminine? Yeah, I thought it was going to be something harsh because the label, you know, and Tears of a Vulcan. But it's actually really delicate. And yeah. And like easy. And like a poem. Yeah. Meditative. When I saw this label earlier, I told Helen that I thought this was a good um, breakup bottle of wine, like to bring (laughs) to someone's house if they've been in a a breakup. Because it's good to keep a sense of humor about these things. But it is actually a good good breakup wine because there's something gentle about it. I don't ever want to break up with anyone again. No, because you found true love. Yeah. <laughs> the last time. Shout really out to Alex. Yeah. Cheers to Alex and Sarah. I love you, babe. He listens to all my podcasts. Oh. Okay, I have a question for Best you. Best man in the world. Rollerblades or skateboard? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I did some, a, a friend of mine taught me to skate for a period. And so I'm going to have to say, even though I'm not as good at it, that we would go at night to the tennis courts by Griffith Park. You know, oh, the shit. Yeah. And he got me a skateboard and we would go on those hard courts and just skate at night on those tennis courts. Oh. And it's so Those are so oh, in like in the park where it's like there's, it's yeah. basically tennis courts in the middle of a f- mountain. Yeah. And the courts are hard. So there's no friction on the wheels. And when you're skating, it's so smooth. And I learned... Uh, skating taught me something that like, yeah, a kind of like let go and an ability to move a lot by just like moving your hips like a little. Mm. It, it's a, sometimes I think skating is like a mentality and like surfing. And that's why some people who get into it, get into it. So in like this all consuming way, because something about that kind of movement relax, like deeply relaxes you. You mm. get into some, I want to, I want to rollerblade again. I'll go rollerblading with you. I have a pair in my trunk, girl. We could go after this. I don't have a pair, but I could go buy some. (laughs) We could put one on your right foot and one on my left foot and hold the middle foot up together. (laughs) Um, Okay, last wine. This is maybe my favorite of the three. It's called the Violet. I wasn't expecting it to be this color. Primitivo Rosato. So it's technically a rosé made in Puglia by Guterolo. Where's Puglia? Puglia's in Italy, mm. kind of on the way to Sicily. Mm. It's supposed to be one of the still, like, Sicily's super rustic, and Puglia's really rustic, and it has these cool, like, Moreau-esque popsicles on the label. It's, it's so also, pretty. It's, a, it's like a darker red, but mm-hmm. not, or darker pink, but not quite red. This wine kind of blows minds, and it's the ultimate food wine. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. We found a favorite. Boom. What would you pair with this? A scenario, a book, a poem, a food, a meal, a vibe? Mm. 
Ooh, I would want to go to the beach with this, mm. with friends and a basket, but not during the day, like more twilight time. Some good, like, cheese sandwiches. Ooh, cheese sandwiches. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, wait, could it be grilled cheese? But how could you get grilled cheese to the beach? You could bring, like, one of those... Uh, Gas, like gas, like a Coleman, George Foreman grill. No, 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 the camping stove with the propane, propane stove, propane and a frying pan. This could, this is my new dream. Or battery operated George Foreman grill. (laughs) I think you need like a Tesla battery. Does George make those? George started. George did the patent. Um, I think like one thing Britt and I have been talking about. And this wine, I think, could help. Uh, I learned this phrase a while ago when I was in a relationship that was not going well. And it was hugging to relax. Mm. And it was like, oh, you can't connect with your partner, so you should just start by hugging. Mm. Because if you hug, you find this immediately, like, relaxation. Mm. And we were both talking about, like, how do we find spaces to relax and like deconnect. And I've been thinking about it with my house and I think it will help with yours. I don't know if you should drink wine to do this, but definitely going to get a lockbox mm. and like how to figure out how to relax in your house. This wine could help. I think so. All you need is a, is a designated place at your front door that you lock up your smartphone when you walk in and then a bottle of Violet. <laughs> it's going to be the new feature with every home. Be. Okay, so here's the tech box. Yeah. <laughs> and here's Violet. And here's Violet. Yeah. And, and then and then a record player. To me, one of the ways I get back to the analog zone is a record player. My dad got it for me for my birthday a birthday ago. And I didn't even know anything about records or re- and he got me this record player and then I find there's something about it that's really helps drag you out of the digital world like just the action of flipping the record over and then or, and putting the needle on and like and not doing it immediately not doing it immediately and the sound quality of it it's it's rhythm you know it's like circular rhythm it's looping it, and the vulnerability of the record you know it's imperfection so I, good it blows my mind like who created that tech oh my god because like that's tech right that is tech <laughs> oh, but it's like good it's tech. like good yeah. tech Okay, one last question, because okay. um, I feel like this is a cosmic conversation. Now that I've had a couple yeah. glasses of wine in the middle of the day, along with volcanoes yes. <laughs> and Vulcan tears and Vulcan tears, what do you think about space? Like mm. one opinion, like I'm just curious about your opinion. Do you think in the future? We will inhabit other planets. Mm. Do you think that people will actually take up like the Elon Musks and the Richard Bransons on their like tourist space flight? Like if someone mm. was like, do you want to come on this tourism space flight? Would you do it? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I've been waiting for this invitation my whole life. You heard it there. Yeah. World. Elon, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you have a really ready volunteer to just, I, for some reason, it, for me, it isn't so much about the idea of going to another planet and colonizing it, because that always makes me feel like it's the tech version of abandoning Earth, like giving up on the idea of a human future on Earth because we can't seem to pull ourselves out of the mess capitalism has sort of got us into for but I do think I would love to be 
on a rocket and go up and look back at the earth. Something about that overview. I remember watching this short documentary called, I think, The Overview, where they interviewed all these astronauts who had thought that their main objective was to get into space and to touch the moon or, you know, and then they all said that they realized that the real thing once they were up there was turning around and looking back at earth and seeing how small and fragile and miraculous it is this like living blue orb in all this blackness, like no other life around that you can see, you know? Crazy. And then I think when you see that, you realize how precious and amazing the planet is and being alive on it in this time is. It's like, I think if you saw that, you would come back and live your life really differently. Hmm. That's really pretty. But girl, what do I know? <laughs> so we're getting analog with Britt Marley. Yeah, <laughs> deeply analog. It's my new podcast. <laughs> Britt, thank you so much for coming on Wine Face, sharing these three wines, wax and poetic so on good. life, so love, good. Happiness. true life, <laughs> true <laughs> happiness, and how to get away from your smartphone. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. This is Wine Face. Thank you everyone for listening. This is Helen from Helen's Wines. You can follow along on my Instagram at Helen's Wines. DM me if you have any questions, you want to hear about anything. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And thank you so much. Peace.